Welcome to Shit Talk Fridays, a podcast where we talk about all things lifestyle and relationships with a splash of controversy. Welcome back to Shit Talk Fridays. I'm Gina. And I'm Evo. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Hope everybody had a good 4th of July because um, we had a fantastic 4th of July. Yeah, we did. Shout out to my brother for hosting it. It was a weekend to remember. He's got a new house. It was just nice to be with family. So I hope people got to um, experience it, you know, just as great as we did. Yeah, he was. um, It was nice because he finally got to host in his own house as to where every year prior to that we were hosting we either we were hosting or we were going somewhere and hosting and you know so he's a new homeowner uh celebrating fourth of july finally hosting parties in his own home um as i'm sure many people would love to do one day so congrats to him yeah and let's fucking drink to that then absolutely not that i didn't have enough of that this past weekend yeah for real (laughs) (laughs) i was actually considering drinking a little bit of water but Uh, fuck it why not it should talk fridays (laughs) (laughs) and while evil pours that wine um, I will introduce the topic for today. We are talking about having sex as a single parent. Yes, uh, as you know, like, <laughs> it's like as if being a single parent isn't complicated enough, right? right? These are the t- type of things that people don't really talk about, you know. So I, th- I think it's good that we uh, we shed some light on it, you know. And when you say it's things that people don't talk about, what I find so like funny about that is that if you search through social media, there's a lot of single parents out there talking about the difficulties that they have when it comes to dating, sex, you know, yeah. just okay. a lot of those things that come outside of just being a parent when you're a single parent. So interesting that people are not talking about it but people are actually talking about it if you know what i'm saying i guess i mean i you know growing up you know amongst the circle of friends that i had and people that i met socially in places and stuff like that maybe got to know them you know outside of those things and maybe develop some type of friendship never really had that conversation i mean i guess it was probably largely because i wasn't a single parent yeah so not really one to have those conversations but None, nothing that I can say that I like. I kind of heard other people talking about either. So, well, I think it's uh, a great topic for us to talk about because you and I were in that dynamic yeah, for a very long time. For sure, I was a single mom and I was doing what we're going to be talking about, which is navigating how to have sex if you're a single parent. And I was doing that for a good part of my life before we got engaged and you know got married i was doing it i was navigating it with with you so i think you and i can both speak to what that is like and how maybe you can go about it so it doesn't feel as difficult but before we do that let's cheers because we didn't do that this is actually a new wine that we're tasting um so i hope it's (laughs) cheers cheers Um, that's okay. Uh, He's such a critic when it comes to red wine. I don't love it. But I also think it's because we've been drinking a lot of red, a lot of white wine lately. And I don't know, maybe red just tastes different to me all around. So let's get into some of the things that will actually become difficult when you are a single parent trying to navigate the world of having sex. Now, when we say the world of having sex, it can really be in the dating aspect or if you're just kind of like 
single looking to mingle, not necessarily looking to date for a relationship. Right. Or if you're in a relationship already, but you're still navigating sex as a whole because just because you're dating doesn't mean that you have done or doing some of the things that we'll talk about. So right off the top of my head, when Evo and I decided to talk about this subject, I immediately was like, I remember one of the things that was so fucking difficult when I was trying to navigate having sex as a single parent was bringing the person that I was looking to have sex with home. When you're a single parent, you have to worry about your children or child right off the bat. So when you and I were talking about it, one of the things that we thought immediately was there should be some sort of time factor put into play when you are looking to bring someone home. Right, yeah. But tell me why you feel like there should be this time factor. Like, why is it important to say, before I consider bringing this man or woman to my home to have sex with them, I may face some problems if I do that, what we would consider too soon. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, and so so that we're clear, we're talking about just bringing them home as like a place to have sex yeah. and not bringing them home to meet anyone that lives in your home, whether mm -hmm. it be cousins or brothers or children mm -hmm. or nieces or nephew or anything of that sort. This is not a... A, a, a decision on whether when the right time is for that we're just talking about when is the right time or how soon is it okay to bring someone that you're mm -hmm. potentially thinking about sleeping with to your place where you live and sleep and where your children stay and i felt like it was very important to create some some time Mm -hmm. between bringing them to where you live especially if you have your if, if your children live with you or they stay with you because you're co-parenting um that it'd be like at a, as a, a minimum of like four months before you bring them home to your to where you live um and this is if you are even if you're like if you're like actively dating them so let's say you've been dating for four months yeah. you're saying up until four months, they should not be brought into your home. Yeah, I, I mean, and it, again, this is just my personal opinion. This is not something that is, is you know, written in stone. This is mm -hmm. a guide that I would use for yeah. myself just so that I, I feel good about the decision that I'm making. I wonder where you get that guide from. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, it comes from probably rushing into things too many mm -hmm. times in my life, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that's important. I think that the reason I say that number is because it's what I feel comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I feel like four months is enough time for me to see enough about someone where, where I, I, where I can make a decision on, do I want to bring them to where I live? Because, mm -hmm. you know, letting, you know, having, bringing somebody to where you live and then sleeping with them, those two things create kind of a bit of um, a sticky situation. Mm -hmm. uh, because let's just say, that you know you slept with them and it, you didn't like it that much but they really liked it and mm -hmm. they want to pursue you and you're trying to you're trying to ghost them how are you supposed to do that if you know what you know they know where you live yeah that is actually one of the main reasons why when i was a single parent i really abstained from bringing men to my home when i was looking to have sex whether it was casual or whether i was dating them it was more of a safety thing for me yeah. and for 
myself and for my children and the people that lived with me in my home, I did not want a man knowing where I lived because, you know, ladies, let's be real. Sometimes you want to step away from a situation with a man and shit may get ugly and they may show up at your doorstep. And that is, to me, the type of drama you don't want to bring to your house where your children live. Right. Or family. Yeah. Because, you you know, let's say you are living at home with other relatives or whatever it is. You don't want to bring that type of drama to your doorstep. Mm -hmm. So I may not necessarily agree with the four months, but I understand why you're saying that four months will give a man or a woman that is a single parent like a good amount of time to essentially get to know the person that they're engaging in sex with, that it is more safe to bring them to where they live. I mean, there's that. There's also the, there also is, there's the added fact that I want them to feel like they, they worked for that. I want them to Mm -hmm. feel like that. That's something that was withheld from them. And then at some point it was disclosed to them. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that they would feel somewhat privileged I was going to ask you that. Do you want them to feel like... For that information. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, holding out on a lot of things in a relationship um, are beneficial because it creates that time in type of scenario where you've put time into something and then finally when you get what it is that you're either searching for or possibly wanted, there is a bit of appreciation that goes behind it. You know, there's a bit of respect. You know, there's a a bit of uh, I worked for this type of whether... And and I I want someone to feel like that when they come to my house, you know, especially if we've been dating and I and it's obvious that I've been purposely avoiding going back to my place. I think at some point it'll it'll the question will come up. I wonder why, you know, like, why is it we're not going back to this place? You know, what is it? And then finally, when the time comes. I know I my speaking for myself, I would feel excuse me, I would feel appreciated. I can't say that that that's going to everybody's going to feel that way. I just hope that that would be the end result of that action. And the only way that I'm going to get it is if I put in that time, if, if, if I make them wait those four months. You know, because again, and for a lot of people, it would be a long time. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that's the point. Mm. It's making you wait a long time, longer than you normally would. And then finally getting there and then being like, whoa, you know, like that was longer than I expected. But I'm, now I'm here, you know, like, let me not fuck this up, you know. It's yeah, because at that point he or she has brought you into their sacred their yeah, sacred space. Yeah, absolutely. But by no means are we saying that prior to the four months you can't have sex oh, with yeah. them. No, listen. Like you do you. Like definitely do you yeah, absolutely. with the regard of keeping yourself safe yeah. and practicing safe sex and all that all that good jazz that Evo and I have talked about before because when you're a single parent you definitely don't want to be dealing with the scenario of potentially having more children. So let's be safe about it. Do you understand that? And I don't mean to cut you off, but I mean, here's what I'm thinking, right? Sure. Do you understand the, the type of things that will probably be going on in someone's head, right? Mm-hmm. As to why, why, why can't we go back to her place? Is there another person? Is there something that they're not showing me? Is there something that they're hiding, mm-hmm. right? All of these doubts, things that you're just, okay. you're potentially thinking like there's something being, there's something hiding there. And then to come to find out that all it was was just time. And when you get there, all of your suspicions are just put to rest. Like the the amount of like, wow, I was really overthinking that, you know, and like I really had nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like that that whole journey in itself is an experience somebody should have. I would not. I would just like to add to that though. I would not recommend 
abstaining from the truth as to why you're not bringing them to the house. I personally, when I dated and had sex as a single parent, Mm -hmm. I openly told the men that I was engaging, dating, or having sex with, I did not feel comfortable bringing them home to where I lived because that's where my children lived. Understood. But again, you're you're in an early relationship. This is a very early thing. mm -hmm. So... You can't expect to someone to think that you're protect, like you're you're telling the truth. You well, know? then that's on them. That's yeah, on of me. course. But that's what I'm saying. You know, you have people that have been lied to, mm-hmm. that have been you know played games with. People have been through some shit. You know, and it takes a little bit. At least I would like to think for someone's trust to be their trust to be earned. Mm-hmm. It takes a little bit for me to be able to listen to what you're saying to me and honestly believe everything that you're saying. So at the beginning, you may be telling me something that sounds logical, mm-hmm. but am I going to be somewhat doubtful? You know, if if I feel like you know, I'm doing I'm doing everything that I feel like I should be doing so that maybe we can go back to your place. And you're holding out for me going back. To, I'm like I'm gonna start wondering like what's at your place? Why is it that we can't go there? Mm-hmm. You know, I may not push the issue, but I'm gonna think about it. The thoughts gonna cross my mind. I may not make you seem make you feel like I'm bothered by it, mm-hmm. but to say that the thought hasn't crossed my mind, and then we finally get back to your place, and all of my suspicions are just. All of a sudden, they smacked me in my face. They're just, they weren't true. They weren't, you know, and it was just you really feeling me out, you know? So, I don't know. I think it's a couple of things. It's it's the person that's withholding, bringing them home, feeling you out, protecting themselves from drama, mm-hmm. keeping, their, keeping their children's sacred space, you know, away from people that are not, sh- that should not be privileged to that information. And any man or woman that is, not respecting that type of choice that the man or woman, the single parent, um, you know, the single father or mother is choosing to say, these are my boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of sets off a little bit of a red flag. And this is, I think, part of the reason why you're recommending waiting the four months. Because if the person that you're looking to have engage in sex with, if they can't even wait four months to come back to your house because you've explained to them, hey, you know, this is something that I choose not to do for the safety of my children. Um, and it, it, I need a little bit more time just to really get to know, you know, who you are as a person and just to make sure that this is a good fit. If they can't respect those boundaries that I think to I think are really minuscule in the grand scheme of things, that's just set off a red flag to you that that person later on in the future may not respect other boundaries that you have regarding yeah, other things. One could argue that you might not want to divulge that information. You're, I mean, by, by telling them... Who by, may, who may uh, not want to divulge that information? You, one may not want to divulge that information that you're refraining from bringing them back to your place because of your kids and that's where you live and everything that you're protecting mm-hmm. you're letting them know mm-hmm. you're i can't take you there because i don't trust you enough yeah. to take you there okay so you're giving them the blueprint as to what best foot to place forward mm-hmm. so so you're saying that maybe in some scenarios the single parent fa- you know father or mother would choose to not tell the person that they're looking to? I think, and again, I'm speaking from my own experience and what mm-hmm. I would do, um, it would be somewhat of a, like an introduction of what it is. Like a like just a, a, a small notion of why it is that 
you know, I don't want to go back to my place yet. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the whole story. You know, mm-hmm. it might be just something one one piece of the puzzle. Okay. That I may later may later come out and confess and say, hey, you know what? So that whole time, you know, on X Y Z, we want to come back to my place. It was really because of this, that, 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 and this, all that. And now I sit here with you, and you know, I know you better, and um, I want you to know that you really. You really satisfied all of those doubts for me. You know, you really, you you really came through in who I wanted you to be. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that's a more meaningful conversation afterwards than, hey, you can't come back to my place because my kids are there, my my nephew's there, and all of these. That's interesting, Evo. And the reason why I say this is interesting because that sounds like you're, and and, and again, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. That sounds like to me you're you're more at that point navigating more than just sex. At that point. You're like maybe withholding that information because you're looking to maybe have a long-term relationship with this person. We're talking about just bringing them back for sex. So if it's just for sex, I have no problem with being fully upfront why they can't come back to my house. Okay, I see what you're saying. I you feel and, me? Yeah, and the reason I'm saying this in the way that I am is because I'm speaking for myself. That's just how I would operate I in that you. situation. You know, I, I only I would only withhold someone from coming back to my place if eventually it was to put them through something that I know that it was only setting them up for something more serious. And I I know you very well, so I could see how that really plays to your character mm-hmm. as Evo. But speaking for myself, being the single parent, I laid out my cards when it came to how I wanted to conduct, you know, my playtime. Right. I had no problem saying, you can't come back to my house. And these are the reasons why I have no shame in telling you that. And if you can't respect that, then maybe we don't go anywhere. And this is why you're probably better suited in giving advice in this situation than I am, because I don't, I never knew what it was like to be in that situation. Yeah. And side note, I, you know, I get, I get, there's probably people looking at watching this, right, and mm-hmm. just blown away the fact that we're like talking about what we would do in our past life before we like brought somebody to have sex at our place, because it's like such a conversation that. You Why? Know, because we're married. You know, yeah, a lot of couples. You know, again, I've been told this by people that watch us that okay. you know, like that. Some of the things that we talk about, mm-hmm. they they're blown away that we can speak to each other mm. in that way, and that they that these are conversations that they don't have with their significant others. Well, I think you and I definitely um, we have faced jealousy many times, and that's not really our yeah. you know that's not really our forte. I actually love having these type of conversations with you because. They're rooted in realism. Yeah. And I'm very so much about that when it comes to you and I. I really don't like to I really don't like to tippy toe around subjects. I agree. Because in all honesty, um, I myself have come across many women in my life that have confided in me about situations that they're going through with their significant other. And then when I propose to them to really kind of just come out and tell their significant other how they truly feel, there's a level of apprehension that I'm sometimes so surprised of because i'm thinking like wait this is the man or woman that you're you have chosen to be with either in a long-term relationship or you're married to and you're afraid to tell them xyz i can understand finding the right words because sometimes that's hard yeah we've argued and i've chosen the wrong words but when it comes to yeah, but when it comes to telling your partner how you truly feel about something or having these conversations that are kind of 
we're talking about scenarios that may have have or not have happened and for there to be some sort of static in in that dynamic i i'm actually kind of bugged out by that i'm not and i'm not and i'll tell you why because there's um there's it takes a level of emotional maturity Mm -hmm. to have these types of conversations Mm -hmm. with somebody that you're in a relationship with and not feel some type of way about you hearing on ways that they used to conduct themselves sexually that you weren't a part okay. of. And so, and if I'm an insecure person, mm-hmm. it's going to bother me to hear how you navigated sexually. Okay. When I wasn't in your life, because now I'm hearing something about you that I didn't know. And I want to say as a man, if I'm into you, I want to know everything about you sec- sexually as humanly possible. So like, Really? Yeah. And maybe, uh, and maybe, and maybe you're thinking like you're thinking of probably thinking about sexual things that that are not important. I'm just thinking about like, okay, so if you if you navigate a certain way sexually, mm-hmm. then I want I would like to know that you navigate that way. That's okay. how we navigate, right? Okay. And I'm just I'm just a, a a part of how you typically do things. Okay. So now if we're talking about something and you're telling me about ways that you used to navigate your sex life and they don't sound familiar to the way that me and you operate, that means there's a whole si- other side of you sexually or that used to be mm-hmm. or could still be that I don't know. Mm-hmm. And that can cause a level of insecurity in someone who's not secure within themselves. I that can could, th- that. You know, someone can feel like, okay, so if we ever get into an awkward situation, there's a whole side of her, the way she operates that, mm-hmm. you know, if, if she steps outside of this relationship, she's got a whole game plan that I don't know about. Yeah. You know, and so there goes the whole like not it not being a comfortable conversation. I can totally understand that. I think that when you say that there are definitely ways that I operated in my past that did not apply to you. And, and honestly, I, that, that shit don't mean nothing to me. Yeah, it, as it shouldn't because it didn't apply to you and yeah. it wasn't for you and therefore it was not about you. So let's, yeah, you know, well, I don't think people should focus on that. It's unfortunate if they do, uh, it will potentially be hard for that relationship to grow at, at a certain level. But that's just mm-hmm. that's just our opinion. So let's move on to the next thing that we think is difficult for someone to navigate when they're a single parent. And <laughs> when it comes to having sex, because I know firsthand that this was probably one of the most difficult things for me was finding time. Mm. And it was one of the most difficult things for me because I was the parent that had the children the majority of the time. My children were with me 95% of the time on the occasion that they went with their father or on the occasion that maybe I got a babysitter. Um, It was even less for me in that arena because I didn't have any active grandparents either or older family members that were able to kind of contribute into maybe babysitting or, you know, taking the kids somewhere where I found some time for myself. So finding the time was really difficult. However, this goes back to how I maneuvered myself and my openness and how I laid out things for the person that I was looking to engage in sexually, dating, whatever it was. This is my life. My life is, is my life circles around my children. 
So the time that I have to give to you is this. These are the days that I'm available to hang out. And again, if the person that you are telling this to says to you, uh, that doesn't really work for me. Or they kind of give you they, they kind of give you the vibe that they're a little what's the word I'm looking for? Like they're not fully happy with the fact that they don't have like instant access to you. As a single parent, that should be a red flag to me. Because as a parent, no one is ever going to have instant access to you other than potentially your children. Right. I think you did a great job at managing that um, that life balance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Cause I, tell I mean, you, you, Evo, was, Evo was part of that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. When I did see you, because it was you know between you working and and you know and then doing whatever it was that you needed to do for your family you know because i saw you outside of those parameters seeing you was like such a fr- brush of fresh air fresh mm-hmm. air seeing you was like such a brush of breath of why can't i get that out i don't know sally sells you know what the, the fuck seashore. i'm trying to say god damn it it was a fucking breath of fresh air god damn god damn 47 <laughs> for any of you guys who don't know that's a fucking tiktok dream no it's not a tiktok that shit goes that goes back, back to vine that's vine that's YouTube vine Ooh, that's a throwback yeah. anyway um yeah seeing you was such a breath of fresh air um and it wasn't like it was it wasn't like the everyday type of situation that i was used to being in where the girls that i would date or see i would see them often you know mm-hmm. they would be within the same circle of friends and you know, they didn't have kids, so they were always looking to hang out or, you know, be in some type of space where you're at and stuff like this. You'd always see them, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh, I would see you every so often mm-hmm. and it was very refreshing. So, I mean, I, I saw it as a good thing, but not everybody's going to see it that way. That was just the way I like. Yeah. The advice that I would like to give to any single parent that is trying to navigate finding the time to have sex, to have that casual interaction with another human being is managing your time correctly because that's all you can do. If you're trying to find time to be available, right? That means that you're going to have to look into the future of when potentially you may have that time. And the only way that I think in my thought process to do that accurately is to plan it. I would literally say to myself, okay, I'm with the kids Monday through Saturday. They may go to their fathers, if that, every other weekend saturday afternoons to sunday afternoons i have this window right during that window i'm then going to say to the potential person that i'm looking to engage in with this is the window that i have are you able to hang out with me and when they agree to that if they do and maybe they can't then you move on to the next available time. If they do agree to that time, my recommendation is is that you you try your best to make those experiences. You try to make them worth your while. So I'm very much about if you're going to engage in sex, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not really telling this person what it is that you want to experience with them, and like maybe I'm treading lightly when I say this, if you want to make love, if you want to fuck, if you just want to have some kinky sex, like put that shit out on the table. Because if you don't have a lot of time, that means that you don't have a lot of time to fucking play around. So put it out there. And I know this may come across like a little, oh shit, 
you know. Yeah, some some people might feel like that's being forward. But when you're a single parent and you don't have time to waste, then you're going to have to sometimes be a little bit more forward than maybe the average person that has all of this time to kind of like navigate the waters differently. So, but I mean, that's that's obviously not going to apply to everybody. I mean, you have people that are very um, introvert when it comes to just socializing and, and, mm-hmm. and dating um, people who are shy, people who are not that confident, you know, mm-hmm. where they would just come out and say, hey, this is what I want. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so we're here right now. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that this happens. Like, that's being sure. very straight to the point and forward. Some people don't have, they don't walk around with that type of conviction. Mm-hmm. You know, so what do you suggest to, to, to people like that? That they don't have the conviction to, to say, this is what, this is what I want as a man or a woman. Yeah. Would you still suggest that they, that's the type of way that they approach it? Or would you just say like, because I feel like people like that would just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they're just, they just kind of roll the dice. Okay. You know, they're just seeing, you know, they'll make time for the the event to happen, whether, you know, it's to get together with somebody and hopefully mm-hmm. have sex. Some other, you know, someone like yourself, you know, you're very straight to the point. Like, this is what, this is what I'm going to do and this is what's going to happen. Sure. You know, they may not, other people may not have that type of planning into it. They're mm-hmm. just kind of going into it with the, hey, if it happens, if it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just kind of want to see how it goes. Okay. Um. So what is my advice? Yeah. My advice is then you're going to have to be prepared to be disappointed repeatedly. There you go. That's what I, that's the answer. I, I, would, I wanted to I wanted to make that clear, you know, because there is it is important to know that that there may be people that are watching this and looking and saying, I can't fucking talk. I, I'm not I mm-hmm. can't talk like that. So guess what? If you don't talk like that, mm-hmm. if you're not forward like that, then be, be prepared not to get what you potentially may want. Correct. Right? Be prepared to potentially be disappointed you're saying to do this to avoid disappointment so that you have a better chance of making the experience what it is that you want yeah one thousand percent not to say that it's fail proof it's right there are going to be times that you're potentially still disappointed yeah absolutely but when it comes to this because you don't have this time i'm not saying to be a dick about it i'm not saying to be a bitch about it but I don't think that there's anything wrong because listen, if you're already looking to have sex with this person, if you're going to open your legs or put your penis in somebody, there's nothing wrong with being very open about what the what you would like to experience with this person. I think it will really help the man or the woman that you're looking to engage in with sexually understand how best to meet you in that arena. You feel me? Yeah. And, and I also, I also, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Okay. I also feel like it takes out the confusion of if we have sex, where does, where is this going to go? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, for example, if you're dating, if 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 a, if a single person is dating a single parent, mm-hmm. and they like each other, and they're meeting, they have a date to do whatever. The single parent may feel as if like i don't i just want to hook up and have sex like yeah you know like i need some and that's really all i yeah, want like i'm not looking to talk. i'm not looking to to get a boyfriend i'm not looking to like have no long-term relationship i just want this and so they go into that situation hoping to get that mm-hmm. the single person again because there's no communication going on is wondering damn i'm wondering is she looking for like a husband is she looking for like a, like a stepfather i mean i like her but i mean if we have sex like if where's this gonna go you mm-hmm. know and like so I feel like, in, you know, in respect to what you're saying, mm-hmm. if you're forward and you say, hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. I really feel like it, it really clears the air. 
it clears the air in a way that will help you minimize the encounters that you have that are fucking a waste of time. Yeah. I want to say that when it came to me dating and having sex with men that when I was single, it helped me really... Okay, let me let me get this. It really helped me minimize interactions that I would not regret. Do you, like, I can't tell you how many times I would be seeking out maybe to kind of, you know, um, hook up with somebody. And I would be very straightforward about what it was that I was looking to do with that person. And you'd be surprised how many people will turn around and say, yeah, that's not really like what I had in mind. Or, yeah, that's what I had in mind. Or, I actually really like you and I was kind of hoping that we can, you know, actually go a little bit further than that. It really stopped me from getting into something that I did not want to get into. Or, it helped me understand people for who they truly were. And then sometimes it helped me either pursue or pull back. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if I said these things to them and I could tell that they were maybe not comfortable, then I would say to myself, all right, then maybe this is not a good match for me. Sometimes men will engage in sex with a woman, and I'm speaking as a single mother, they will engage in sex with a woman because they are immensely attracted to her. And at that point in time, the girl is engaging in sex with the man because she's attracted to him, but at the same time, there's this in the back of the mind, hope that this will continue. But if that hasn't been put on the table, if that man chooses to walk away, you're going to feel so fucking stupid Mm -hmm. that you put yourself out there for that scenario to take place. And I've learned, I've learned that the only way from, the only way that you can prevent that from happening is to put your cards out on the table. I know it feels insane sometimes to say these things because it could be a very uncomfortable situation and I found myself sometimes being like finding the goal to say these things but when I tell you it saved me from so much bullshit I can't tell you how many guys that I would be like hey listen I had a really good time with you tonight uh I'm not looking forward to doing this again. Or I am, but I'm only looking forward to doing it this way or whatever it was. I also can't tell you how many times men later on in my life, and Evo can attest to this, actually had so much like respect for me in the sense of because I was so truthful with them about what it was that I wanted. Yeah, we like run into them like randomly yeah. somewhere. We've actually ran into men that I like casually dated mm-hmm. that have come up to Evo and just been like, yo, this girl right here, she's cool as fuck. Like she kept it a hundred with me. Congratulations to you too. It, you'd be surprised how how much someone, a man or a woman, will value the truth that you deliver to them. You may not know how valuable it is to them in that current moment, but like years later, you may run into that person. They'd be like, let me just tell you, I, I, I really value the fact that you told me that 
you wanted to pursue me or you didn't want to pursue me or you wanted to have sex with me or you didn't. It just really helped me understand where I stood. I think from a guy's from a guy's point of view, uh, if I dated a girl and she kept sex out of it and I really liked her mm-hmm. and we never got to have sex. Maybe we messed around a little bit, kissed, hooked up, but never sure. didn't, didn't lead to sex. Of course, I'm going to wish... And I'm speaking for myself. I'm going to wish that we did. But if we didn't, whatever, life goes on, you move on. But, it ends, you know, there's always a a, a what if mm-hmm. this would have happened, where would it end, would it, where would it have ended up? There's, an, there's a, a like part of the imagination that is left still unsatisfied. If I see that person years later down the road and it's like there she is looking just as great as she was the first time I saw her, if not even better. And now she's with her husband, like damn like i ain't even get to where i wanted to and this dude is married to her yeah you know what i mean like it just i think i myself would be like have some respect for that dude you know like and i feel like that that's kind of what plays out you know yeah. i will say this and i'm going to be 100 percent real when i say this as a single mother i never wanted a man to have the power over me to say it didn't work out doesn't matter i still fucked you yeah that's important. I never wanted a man to have that power over me because men are vindictive in that way. And when things don't go the way that they want, when you hurt their fucking ego, they will use that shit against you. Yeah. So it was very easy for me to abstain from that situation because I always kept that in the back of my mind. So that's why I always laid my cards out on the table. And if I was looking to engage with a man just sexually, I needed to make sure that that's all he wanted to because then that's how we interacted with each other. And there was this level of respect between him and I that we held at every single moment that mm-hmm. we interacted because I let it, I put that foot forward. Not to say that there hasn't been times where I've said that and then later on I have felt for that person. That actually happened with me and Evo. <laughs> I only really wanted to like, you know, just kind of mess around with you and then I wind up having strong feelings for you i then at that point did not tell you how i truly felt and then what wind up happening you wind up breaking off from me because you saw something well i did i did what i did what it is that you were doing and i did it in the beginning is where, where i where i told i was my cards yeah. I, I laid them out yeah. and that was something that you weren't doing at that yeah. point and I, and it was I was thinking, sitting here thinking of us talking, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, hmm, you know, navigating through my sexual life as a single person, you know, I finally reached a point in my life where I was like, I need to be very clear on what yeah. it is that I, that I, um, that what my intentions are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whatever happens after that happens, you yeah. know? And then so I felt like that leading with that mm-hmm. always made things end up in a better place. And so we we ended up dating and I led with that which you didn't and then we we went our separate ways because we just weren't on the same page and it ended up being something like one of those experiences for me that where you always respected me for it i actually learned what i did after from you and i've credited this to you many times yeah i from that point on because it stung so much it felt it made me really evaluate how I approach things because it burned. 
it was that feeling of like, fuck, man, I fucked up. Like, I should have just been 100% truthful. But the reason why I decided to withhold this is because I had this facade. I had this ego that I was not willing to put down in order to show my true feelings and say, and like, I was not willing to risk embarrassment. So Mm -hmm. let me just move forward the way that I think it's going to probably work the best. And in the end, that just smacked me in the face. So from then on, I moved forward with being very truthful about how, what my intent was with a man, whether it was dating or having sex. And the amount of times that that saved me from getting myself in a fucked up situation, this is why I recommend this to any single parent, whether you are a man or you're a woman, if you're looking to engage in either long-term sex or casual sex, find the confidence and the only way to really find the confidence is you're going to have to do it a couple times and maybe fail at it because no one ever does something for the first time and is fucking perfect at it i sometimes it didn't come out the right way but over time i built that type of confidence because people are like oh how do you just do these things you have to fucking practice you you have to develop that that skill it's like it's like public speaking no one just wakes up one day and is like immaculate at it right you know you really got to put yourself out there as scary as it may feel as embarrassing it may feel and sometimes you may not get the response that you you thought that you were going to get you have to be okay with that and you have to walk away with your head held hot saying i did the right thing for myself and i was also trying to do the right thing for that person by not leading them on to thinking that this was something that it wasn't yeah so I know that this kind of this conversation went a little bit off in the sense that we were talking about finding time. But when you don't have a lot of time to waste when you are a single parent, really putting your cards out on the table when it comes to engaging in sex, I think will be really beneficial for the person that's looking to live that type of life in that, you know, in that moment. Absolutely. Well said. Um, Thank you. So. The other thing that you and I were talking about when it comes to um, having sex as a single parent is how does the custodial versus the non-custodial parent approach having sex? Because these are two very different dynamics. And I said earlier in the conversation, my kids were with me the majority of the time. So my ability to navigate having sex was very different from the the more absentee parent. Mm -hmm. So... When you are the parent that is the primary caretaker of your children, again, when it comes to finding that time, you're really going to have to plan accordingly. I want to talk a little bit about the parent who has more time. If you are the parent that has more time to be out in them streets, seeking sex, whether you are the man or the woman, I would like to give you some advice as to how maybe you should be navigating these things. Um, but before I get into what advice I want to give, I would love to hear what you have to say about the person who is the non-primary caretaker. How, what advice would you give them as far as like, cause it's almost like they're potentially a single person because if they're with their kids only 10% of the time, that means 90% of the time. And I'm just using these numbers as like an example, they're almost functioning as a single person. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little tough, right? Because I can, I can, my, my advice would be, as you've been saying this whole time is to be very upfront, be clear about 
where do you stand, mm-hmm. what it is that you're looking for, and what it is that you have to offer. Okay. I think that's super important. You know, I think if I tell you from the beginning, hey, I'm, I'm a single parent, mm-hmm. I have a decent amount of time, you know, but this is where I am right now, right now in my life. This is what I'm looking for, and this is what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, if that works for you, then great. If it doesn't, then you make the choice whether you want to be in this situation or not. I'm the type of person that I don't want you, I don't want you to be part of my life unless you want to be part of my life. Mm-hmm. The only way that you're going to want to be part of my life is if I give you the choice mm-hmm. to be part of my life. If I give you the opportunity to know that the devil that you're dancing with. I think that that's the best way for us to be in each other's space. Not everybody may see it that way. You know, some people in that situation where they are co-parenting, but there are the lesser custodial parent may want to use that to their advantage to act like there are, they don't have kids, you know, and kind of navigate through that space because not a lot of, you know, not everybody wants to date somebody who has kids. You know, there is that situation where, you, you know, you meet somebody and it's like, oh, do you have any children? And you're like, yeah, I have one. And that person in their mind doesn't want to date people with kids. And so there's a lost opportunity. So those type of people may want to act as if they don't have kids. And I can kind of see that happening. But I don't recommend that. I don't suggest it. I don't think it's good for the longevity of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just presenting yourself as your true self mm-hmm. will eventually pair you with someone who sees you as valuable as you are mm-hmm. sees the value in you and the opportunity in you for what it really is F- you know you really want someone i'm sorry i really want someone that sees me as an opportunity like wow like this this actually really works for me mm-hmm. that's the match that i want whether it's me just saying hey i don't i want to date casually you know i want to date casually let's ha- let's go out let's have fun from time to time Let's not meet each other's kids, you know, or at least not for a while, you know, and let's just enjoy each other's company. Mm-hmm. I want the person that's on that same level so that we have a matched energy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I really suggest that for anybody. It's not an easy thing to do, but that's what I practiced at some point. I realized that it was just better for all the relationships that I that I potentially got myself into, that I was just very straightforward with what my situation was. Yeah, And it really... It was a way to weed out the bullshit. Because if I, I, I did that, thing. I did that where I lied about my situation. I lied about, my, you know, where I was in life. And then it ended up creating like this f- facade that I had to keep up. Mm-hmm. That eventually I slipped up on. Or I just couldn't keep it up. You know, I w- didn't know what it was about because I w- it wasn't truly who I was. And then all of a sudden somebody could see right through me. And then now I'm a liar. Or I'm bullshitter. Or I'm not the person who I said I thought I was. And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be seen as that person. I want when somebody looks at me to say that this person is honest and they're, you know, and I value them for that. You know, a lot of people like to lead with the fake foot forward. And I feel like that the person that doesn't lead with the fake foot forward, when he's, that person is seen as such, they are the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. They are seen as more valuable. So I just chose to walk in that manner. So I suggest that for anybody. If you have the self-confidence and the, and the, uh, and the, the, if you're humble enough to present yourself in that way, yo, by all means, for, that would be the first foot I say step, you know, to put forward. 
I love listening to you say that because as I'm sitting here listening to you say this, I was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Evo's giving this like really like enriching advice to single parents out there that are the non-custodial parent. I'm sitting here thinking like, man, I can't wait till he's done because I'm just going to tell these fucking people that are the non-custodial parent what I really think. And what's that? Um, Keep that shit in your pants. Keep it in your pants? Because if you got more time, then you should be investing your time in other things. I'm sorry, wait, wait. wait. Okay, so. Yeah, please explain. I'm not understanding. Sure, I will go into it. If you are the non-custodial parent, again, I'm just going to use this as a number. Let's say you you only have your kids 75% of the time. Because I think that sometimes these numbers are very factual. A lot of the times, there is one single parent that has the child more. Then leading the other parent to have the children less. Thus, giving that non-custodial parent more time to engage in sexual activities then that is giving them more of a chance to increase the probability of them getting someone pregnant or them getting pregnant themselves so hold on this sounds very biased why i just said them getting pregnant themselves or them getting themselves or them getting someone right so i feel like you're speaking and you're speaking from a place of Mm -hmm. where people who are less who who are the lessor mm-hmm. of the custodial parents mm-hmm. should engage in less sex because they have more opportunity to have sex that's what you're suggesting no, don't su- don't engage in sex as in sex as often as you should mm-hmm. just because your kids are not around what i'm suggesting is is that you make sure that you're protecting yourself from creating any more children considering the fact that you already have a situation where you are not seeing your children as much as the other parent. So I'm sorry if I didn't state that. Yeah. But that's fucking implied. Like you. It did not seem like. Yeah. You, that's yeah. fucking okay. implied. Like. Okay. Well, I'm just. So. Let, okay. Hold on. Let me finish what I was saying. And I then just we'll got, get back to you. I just want to add one more, one more disclaimer. L- listen, ladies and gentlemen. I want to say no. Because ladies and gentlemen, talk. Ladies, okay. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> make no mistake that throughout all my life. I'm. I never ever slipped up and got a girl pregnant okay the only the only child that i had in my life was a child that we planned on having so i practiced very safe sex i made sure even as a single person that i wasn't out there impregnating so i'm i'm speaking from experience so that's why i say for me it's implied oh yeah it's implied for you evil but it's not implied for everybody because okay well i just i just i felt like that you know maybe i wasn't i was giving i I hope that i wasn't giving off that vibe where i was like yeah it's a fucking you know it's a hedonism and you know you don't have your kids around so just you know fuck everything in sight no apps hell the fuck no like you don't need to be putting more more kids out there yeah you know if you decide to, you know, you want to settle down in the future with somebody and have a second chance at life because it didn't work out with you and, you know, your previous, you know, child's parents, then sure, absolutely. Everybody deserves second chances. And I hope the fucking God that you, that's the one, you know. Yeah. But I, hell no. Like, I don't I don't condone anybody going out and having multiple children with multiple women and just fucking being irresponsible and impregnating and having kids all over the place and not being there to support them. Every child needs a parent. Every child needs a mother and a father, you know. So, just because you're not there with with your with you know with your with you with the person that you had a child with, doesn't mean it's fucking you know it's open season to go fucking you know mm-hmm. go fucking everything in sight. I'm sorry if I if I made you feel that that way. That no, I was like, you no, just okay. like you know, 
You said what you had to say. You were stepping all over everything I'm that sorry, I had to like, say. I apologize. My advice is if you're the non-custodial parent that you are practicing safe sex as much as possible. And yeah. any given Agreed. encounter that you're having, unless you then choose to then be in another relationship that you are making a long-term commitment to this man or this woman, and you are saying, I am going to, because I find it mind-boggling if you are the parent that doesn't see your child just as much as the other parent, but then you go off and then either get pregnant or get a woman pregnant because you have that extra time to be out there fucking around. So I mean, that's always a chance that you, you know, that's a chance that you're taking. I, and yeah. so that is why my advice is that you are making sure that at every, at every chance you get to really protect yourself from these, from these, you know, accidents. Mm -hmm. So if you're a man practicing safe sex with condoms, if you are a woman, if, you know, asking the man to wear a condom or being on birth control, doing both of those things, or if you are a man and a woman looking to have that conversation, how would you like to approach having sex protected? I, I'm, I'm going to go out and limit. I'm going to just Wait, say Wait, hang on a second. I, okay. And the reason why I say this is because after my two children... When I decided to start dating and having sex again with other men, the fear that I had in me of accidentally getting pregnant again mm -hmm. or getting pregnant from a man after the fucked up situation that I was in, to have that happen to me again and have to deal with another man in my life. And I know this happens with men too where they get a woman pregnant and then they become the custodial parent and then... You, you just don't want that situation. So what can you do to, to keep yourself safe? You and I were together for 10 years before we had another child. I, by no way, shape, or form, was fucking around with that shit. So that is my advice to the non-custodial parent. And, and real talk, how dare you go out there and create more children when you're not putting in almost as much time as the other parent. I see that as very selfish, and I'm sorry if this comes off as one-sided, but if you're not putting in as much time as the other parent is to your children, but then you're putting that time into somewhere else and creating other children, to me, that's fucked up. I think, if, if, if anything, that extra time that you have when you're not with your children, you should be finding ways to really level yourself up because that's what I was doing. I was like, how can I make my situation better for me and my children? That was my primary objective. And that's the advice that I give to anybody that has maybe that extra time. And if you're the non-custodial parent, the focus and the laser vision that you should have on your life and your improvement and the, the longevity of your life for your children, it should always be the primary objective, right? Because... Your kids are not always going to be little, you know, the mm -hmm. expenses and the responsibilities just get bigger and bigger. So there should always be like this plan and objective of how you can get your foundation even stronger so that when that does happen, you're in a better place. But if you're out there fucking bitches and dudes, do you, you, you're not going to do that. Do you feel that there should be some type of... Um, and I'm sorry if I'm a little fired up about that because to me, um, it's such a disservice to those children that were already created. So, right, you know, riding off of the back of that, do you feel that, that there should be some type of uh, permanent birth control to, some, to someone who's had um, children with two 
or more parents. And wow, so like that's, for for example, so for example, if from from a guy's standpoint, so so if I'm a guy and I had a baby with one woman, mm-hmm. didn't work out, we're not together. Mm-hmm. I then go on and have a baby with another woman. Mm-hmm. And then after that point, you're you're at your doctor, and your doctor says, "Hey, listen, you already have two children by two children by two different women." Maybe you want to consider this permanent birth control is what you're saying? Um, yeah. I think that that's a fantastic idea, but it really has to be their choice to do that. It's not something that the doctor's like, um, so you've done this now. This is what we must do to you. I'm saying at this point, why not? If they could, no, if, if absolutely they, if they, not. Listen, if they, if they could take away women's rights to, to, and even, to their and body, I, and, then and, why, not, why not take away a man's right to be able to conceive, conceive children? Because he's having too many. Because then, because then I would just, because then we would just be, because then it would just be as bad as what's happening to us. I'm not trying to control another person's body. I'm just trying to give advice as to how they can do things mm. more. What's the word I'm looking for? You're saying be be a more proactive, correct parent, and be more be more constructive to your life. Rather than using the time that you're not spending co-parenting, um, rather than using that time to go out and just, you know, fuck around. Yes. Right. Um, well, so we, we all, we're almost at the end. Yeah. I, wanna, I, want to, um, I want to end it with one last thing that I think that you may face as a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? As a single parent when you're facing sex, there may be body image issues. And this is something that I faced as a single mother. I had two children. I had some body image issues that I found myself feeling not always that comfortable. So, yeah, like as a single mother, there were times I found myself not really like 1000% happy with the way that I looked because I had children, you know, women, they have children, they get stretch marks, they gain weight, they get hemorrhoids, their breasts sag, all the... there's probably a fucking list of things that I could tell you happens to a woman's body after having children. So then when you find yourself wanting to maybe be intimate with a man or maybe a woman, you may not feel that confident. And that was definitely a journey for me of figuring out how I could just let my let that insecurity go. And let me tell you what I realized. And this is the advice that I want to women and to men that are maybe facing some body image issues as far as their comfortability when they're looking to engage in sex with a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. No real man or woman gives a fuck how a woman or a man looks when they're engaged in true pleasure. And that is 100% my experience. One of the first times that I engaged in sex with Evo, I was so fucking self-conscious about the way that I looked in my mind, right? I remember this. I don't remember you feeling uncomfortable, but I remember the, I remember the, 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 ex- the, the experience. experience yes. Okay. And I remember the whole way, like leading up into that moment, me just saying to myself, you know what, Gina, I'm just going to go in there and I'm just going to have a good time. I'm just going to enjoy myself. I'm going to seek the pleasure that I'm looking for. And I'm not going to b- worry about the way that I look. 
I'm not going to worry about these stretch marks that I have. I'm not going to worry about the way that my breasts look. I'm looking to seek pleasure and I'm not going to be able to be pleased if I'm worrying about, if I'm concentrating, if I'm in my head. I need to open my mind to receiving that pleasure and remove these negative thoughts. And when I tell you it is such a level of vulnerability that you have to put yourself in, that is so hard, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. Because let me tell you, I went in there and I said, fuck it. And I had an amazing time. Yeah, we did. And that's and at the end, I walked away from that like, whether this man liked the way that I looked or not, I don't give a fuck. Because guess what? A bitch had a good time. Right? Did I make you feel uncomfortable? No, never. Because guess what? Either way. <laughs> Either way. Either way. We fucking. <laughs> so. But that's my point. Because anyone that's seeking true pleasure and is making is looking to make that connection with another human being, bodies are made in all different ways. And whether a woman has had children, hasn't had children, nobody's fucking perfect. Just go in there and enjoy yourself. And I'm not saying that that's easy. I'm just saying that the more that you release that stress that you may put on yourself about worrying about what the fuck you look like, mm-hmm. you are going to miss the point. And yeah. the point is to feel pleasure and to give pleasure. So to the mothers and to the fathers that, you know, you're in the latter years of your life and, you know, maybe you've let a few things go. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Go in there and have a good time. And please your partner and receive pleasure from your partner. And at the end of the day, you should walk away from that proud. Because there should be no, oh, they were concerned about the way they look. Because when a man is satisfied and a woman is satisfied, man, nobody's really going to care about that. You're just going to be so in awe of each other because Mm -hmm. you've reached that level of ecstasy that that will supersede anything else. And I've, listen, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in the fact of that if you feel like you may lack something to offer, there is something that you can be really good at. Mm-hmm. So use that as your strong point. Yeah. You know, use that to outshine what it is that you think you're lacking in. Yeah. You know, I know. I listen. I when we first met, you know, I wasn't like the ideal physical physique of what, you know, men perceive to be, you know, perfection. But I made sure that I made up for that in other ways, you know, and I used those as strong points, you know, and And those made me feel very confident. I heard this quote from somebody um, and double down on your authentic self. Mm -hmm. That's it. Double down on your authentic self. And for those of you that are questioning, like, okay, well, what am I good at? You know, what is it? That, what, <laughs> what, 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 what if I don't have a strong point? This is the time where you, you take the time to, to build it. Because my strong points weren't, they didn't, they weren't strong points that I had sitting in my pocket. I had, they had to develop over time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had Same, to, and, yeah. But, but that's my point. I was not that great at that at the beginning. I was scared a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, this man may look at me and be like, this girl is ugly. Like, And I then started to realize that my actual looks did not matter when it came to seeking pleasure. 
But it took me a while to get to that point. I had to build that confidence. It's like building a house. When you start building, you don't have a house in fucking 30 seconds. You have to put time and yeah. effort into it. And in the end, you could step back and go, wow, I did that. Right. It just doesn't happen right away. And sometimes people want this fucking instant gratification. And that shit is not... You know what's instant? Oatmeal in the microwave at 30 seconds. Not s- true sexual yeah. pleasure. Um but anyway, um, I get a little riled up sometimes when we have these conversations about being a single parent because yeah, you're passionate about it. I'm very passionate about it because I always want the best for single parents because I know how hard it is to navigate these these arenas that we go through in life when it comes to sex, dating, um, and there's some other topics that we have in, in, in you know the later in the later days that we're going to talk about when it comes to being a single parent. I get fired up because I know that it's not easy, and I'm hoping that some of the things that we've said here today are helpful to you yeah since you know and i, I just want to go out and say this i'm going to let me say this i don't feel like i've ever heard this and i'm sure it is a thing but i'm gonna say it I, I just feel like that uh single mothers are some of the most undervalued people on the planet thank you for that with that being said we are at the end of our show evo we're here already? yeah so listen <laughs> shit talk fridays comes on we have a new episode for you every Friday. So if you want to continue to watch us, listen to us, click that like button, that like but like button. I'm doing you before. <laughs> Subscribe, do all that good shit. Um, as always, Evo, I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Likewise. Until next Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Peace out. Peace out.